<laughs> Welcome to another episode of Much Ado About Economics. Today we have some special news. We have our first guest. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know if, if you can see. Yeah, <laughs> you might want to. He's sitting behind the camera, but he's sitting very comfortably right now. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Much Ado About Economics. Today we're going to have a very speedy episode where we're talking about Formula One. Yes, sir. Which happens to be probably my favorite sport to watch. And it's pretty dope. It's a very intense sport to watch. It's a very intense sport to watch. It's kind of different from all the other sports industries. I agree. This is motorsports. It's motorsports. So, and but it's not like athletes in this sport don't have to be fit. You know, I think yeah. it's. I think in in many cases they have to be significantly more fit yes than other sports because of the actual beating they take every time they race around a track cuz they're going 50 55 laps in an environment that just becomes hot and sweaty you're in a race suit yeah there's a helmet and there is a chance of impending doom yeah dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then all Which the is... g4s and i think they lose about a couple of kilograms they a race 3 kilos 3 three kilos at least 3 kilos a race three so they're before race. and after a race yeah so that's all that's sweat <laughs> that's cuz of sweat and i think also in this situation um formula 1 is is it's it's a very team based sport but only undertaken by one individual you know okay let's take let's take football for the example right mm-hmm. so you've got 11 people or 11 people right yeah you got 11 people on a pit either side of a pitch yeah and all the research and development is gone into the player and the footwear of the player right you know more way. or less yeah and i'm not sure how much footwear counts does it count for a, for for a, for a bit not anymore cuz you know how like this diminishing returns so eventually mm-hmm. Like yeah, early footwear wasn't as good as it is now, mm-hmm. but nowadays it's about the same. It doesn't make a big difference. Mm. It's more on technique. Yeah, yeah. So in so now, but Formula One is different because now we're looking at a team where only one person is driving. So Verstappen. Yeah, Max Red Verstappen Bull is, mm-hmm. and the research is not just done with. the driver which means the driver has to be fit but the driver has to have super fast reflexes there was there was this video where they were testing driver's reflexes mm-hmm. the guy got 0.02 seconds on like when the red light when the light goes from red to green mm-hmm. 0.02 seconds whoa that is really fast that that's like really inst- fast. that's like instant it green and he's gone exactly and that makes a big difference in the race cuz like a race in formula 1 is a matter of, like the difference between first and last in like qualifiers for example no. oh <laughs> okay you can go okay 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 relax, relax relax say goodbye to our guest back back to max verstappen mm-hmm. so <clears throat> max verstappen as a racer has to have super fast reflexes mm-hmm. has to not only be able to At, at like the sl- that that the slightest eye movement he doesn't he needs to be able to understand everything that's going on around him yeah. which means these cars that are worth millions and millions of dollars because the amount of research that has been put into these cars into the into how aerodynamic they are into how um the, how quick they are the engine the chassis the aerodynamics and also the premise and within they have to work with because they have limits yep. and they have requirements that they have to fulfill 
I feel like Formula One is one of the sports that is almost very heavily regulated. I don't think mm-hmm. there are I don't think there are any other sports that are as regulated as Formula One is. Um, I, yeah, I actually agree with you because every three years, they, every few years, they have this thing called the Concord Agreement, which basically outlines the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and the professional standards. But more importantly, the how the car is going to be made, what are the requirements it should have, and what it cannot have that's deemed illegal, which changes every few years. It changes every few years. And also at the same time, safety, because that's that's the number one thing that FIA, the the governing body FIA, looks at is is the car safe enough? Mm-hmm. Because of how many times, like how all, like, I mean, you're going at high speeds around a corner, anything can happen okay. in an, in a car that's stripped down to its bare necessities. Exactly. Honestly, like they're like these cars almost have almost nothing on them, mm-hmm. but they are. But they're so light and they're so powerful. And if anybody knows about engines, um, Formula One cars are limited to ninety nine thousand RPM V six engines. Yeah. So V six twin turbos. Exactly. That's what they use. That's what they use. Yeah. And with a bit of with a mild electric, uh, sort of flavor to it. Yeah. Okay. Or a mild hybrid sort of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Which really, which means that you can only pull out so much power from a car, yeah. right? The rest of it is is based on the driver's ability, the way he can corner or she can corner. Um, and, and, the, and the tuning of the car, of the output, yeah. of the engine that caters to the driver. And then it's also based on the road. It's based on the weather. It's based on the wind. It's based mm-hmm. on how the apex you hit when it turns Everything. There are so many things that go into just a Formula One race, right? And, and and the thing about Formula One, and not just Formula One, but also motorsports generally, is in most sports we look at is just about the athlete, the player. Mm-hmm. But here it's about two different things. It's about and multiple. It's different multiple things. things, but more likely on the track, it's two things: it's the driver and the car, and now the team you, behind the driver. The team, yes, because the team is behind building up the car, the strategies, the pit stops. The pit stops. I think that's fundamental. That's also very fundamental. Just just like the strategies they use. And because of that, like it's like you could have a good car, but not a good driver. Mm-hmm. You could have a good driver, but not a good car. Yeah. It's a matter of finding the right balance between skills 100%. and technology. 100%, yeah. And that's what makes the sport even harder. Because you need to, you need to be able to... You need to be able to beat out every team, but you can't copy every team. So you have to be ingenious with every solution. And every year, the cars just get better and better and faster and faster. Like, if you just look at this recent race between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen it was 0.7 seconds. And the reason it was that that difference is because apparently Mercedes has a slower car this year. Mercedes has a slower car this year, but some, like... Hamilton, and Max Verstappen is a top-tier driver. He is a top-tier driver. But we're looking at, we're looking at almost like two of the greatest... Drivers this season and even last season. Right? I mean, Lewis Hamilton, one of the best of all time. He of equals course. Schumacher's record. So it says a lot about him. But at the same time, it's just a perfect marriage of car and man. And dr- 100%. That's what it is. Like, That's if the is. car was built for him and it was built perfect mm-hmm. and he was able to make it his own. And that's how he earned 40 million a year. Exactly. And like, in a way, in a way, I think Formula One is also a very, is also one of the most ex- more expensive sports. In the sense that, okay, yes, in, in, in other sports, it does cost a premium to buy players. It costs a premium to run a team. But in Formula 1, it's it's a premium to get the driver, but then you invest so much money behind the driver, then you invest so much money behind R&D. In, in terms of Formula 1, so in many sports, there's this pay-to-win kind of trend that's coming. Like mm-hmm. you look at Manchester City, you look at PSG. Mm-hmm. That's sports. 
in formula one it's not pay to win it's pay to play you have to be able to have you have to be able to have the backing in order to even compete in the sport 100 yeah and right now like this year they put a cap on the expenditure 145 million that is still a lot of money that's a lot of money you could buy a whole football team like a you mid, could you could buy here you could you could fix a lot of the economic problems in the world with 145 million there you go that's 10 teams doing 145 that's 1.4 billion well okay so it's not it's not really 10 teams right it's more like um we'll see like certain teams are owned by other teams so for example alpha tori is the sub team of red bull red bull oh uh, peter gasly's on that team right yeah yes I peter gasly's actually a beautiful driver the way he the way he can the way he puts the car on the track is yeah. is is quite something oh yeah i he's had some he's had some great moments and in that car too, like not even, and but for some reason, Red Bull doesn't want to use him. They because use I think I, what, what, Red, what Red Bull really wants to do is Red Bull. See, there's, there, there's a whole, there's a whole economics of the team as well, right? There's um, a team is not only built of, of the chief, uh, well, let's, let's call him the coach, mm-hmm. right? Um, the principal. I mean the it's, yeah the team principal the one who's head yeah the yeah. one who the one who really heads the team the one who's who who puts who who who's able to balance the budget between um, the pit team the technicians mm. uh, the R and D mm. the driver mm-hmm. the parties the press host the press the press stuff uh, who drives who doesn't drive how to put how to all the problem solving that needs to be done within a Formula One team there's one guy who takes care of it mm-hmm. on one side. This guy needs to take care of the whole press sort of things. And what do I mean by press? I don't really mean reporters and news, but what I mean is sponsorships. Yes. Sponsorships are huge in Formula One. Yeah. And sponsorship, sponsorships are where Formula One teams get a lot of their money and a lot of their funding. So obviously they have investors who will put money behind the um, Investors behind the make team. up like about a quarter of your money, but sponsors make the other quarter. Sponsors make up a lot of a money, lot of money, right? And big, big brand sponsors will have their say within a Formula One team. So, say that you have a German sponsor, or you have, let's say, you have an Italian sponsor, mm-hmm. okay, uh, or a French sponsor. I don't know, uh, French sponsor, French company. Oh, well, let's look at Petronas because they sponsor Mercedes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, right. So, Petronas would want somebody from their own country driving driving that car. for Mercedes. It's like how I think uh, who. Was it Alfa Romeo? Mm-hmm. They have Kimi Raikkonen and they have a G, Givio, Gio, Giovinazzi. Yep. So the reason why Giovinazzi is there is because the team, like they, there's investors and the sponsors, they want an Italian driver driving the Italian car. Yep. And that's why he's there. Uh, same thing with Haas. Yep. I don't know if you see Haas. Haas right now has Mick Schumacher. So Mick Schumacher is Michael Schumacher's son. Michael Sch- uh, Mick Schumacher was went crazy in Formula 2. Yeah. And now they're upgrading him to Formula 1. Um, now... F- there's a bunch of different formulas. There's Formula 1, 2, 3. But it's just based on the technology within the cars. Obviously, Formula 1 is the most expensive, the most higher research. Um, but Formula 2 is a little bit lower end. Formula 3, there's go-kart racing. There's Formula E, which is all yeah. electric. Yeah, that's um, something interesting too. There's indie cars as well. Yep. Uh, there's motocross, which is like uh, WRC. Yes. World Rallycross. Oh, watch those drivers. You will go Kimi insane. Kimi Raikkonen did that too for yeah. a while when he took a time off at Formula 1. He, those, those, that driving is crazy. You need wits to drive in that. Yeah. And you need, 
you you just need to be you need to be brave. Yeah, like emotionless, and that's Kimi yeah. Raikkonen style. He's just a cold blood. He's a cold blooded assassin. That's what he is. So let's look at let's look into some of the finances into yeah. it. So, from our research, we saw that the costs of having a team, a Ferrari team, a uh, Formula One team. Mm-hmm. See, when I was younger, sorry, segue. When I was younger. Whenever I heard Formula One, I used to think Ferrari One. <laughs> That's why I started hearing about Ferrari. We'll get into that later too. So the costs can be breaking down into four. So first we have research and development. Mm-hmm. So you have like wind tunnel testing, mm-hmm. track testing, yep. testing of different components. For example, testing the engine for performance or durability yep. and thermal like heat. Now remember, see like these engines run at almost, are always running at full capacity almost yeah. all the time. Because that's right? the limit, yeah. Because these engines have to be pushed their limits. These cars have to be pushed their limits. I think another fundamental piece of this research is tires. Oh, yeah. 100% because you have hard, medium, soft, different compounds. What they get, Some give you more grip but less speed. Some give you more speed but less grip. Yep. And you have to like drive differently accordingly. It's like, think about this. You're driving a normal car. You have to get winter tires in the winter. You have to get winter tires in the winter. So you have wet tires in Formula 1 for rainy tracks. Exactly. With treads. But... See, the thing is, treads help cut away the water, but um, no tread just means better grip, so better cornering. But yeah. with treads, you have less grip. So you have to put in that research and different testing of different, you know, environments, how the car is going to run. And you have to, you have to come up with all of these edge cases, which sort of makes sense because now you're looking at, like, we're looking at an average of $57 million that's just put yeah. into research. Yeah, $57 million just put into research. And like also, you have to think about the tires and how it works with the driver in the car. Mm-hmm. You have to tune the car accordingly, change the balancing. Yep. All of that also also comes into play. Next, of course, we have the salaries, which takes up about around $58 million on average. But if you look at Hamilton's 2019 salary, he earned about $55 million US dollars. Crazy. Obviously, that doesn't just come from purely Formula One. That comes from his sponsorships and all those types of things as well, right? No, uh, this, is, this is particularly from Mercedes. This is particularly, wow. Yeah, because I mean, he's, think about it, like he's equal Schumacher's record at this point. So his pedigree is so big in order to keep him, like you need to be able to keep him. I mean, he's already gave, given mm-hmm. Mercedes so much in the he past has. five, six years. They are the household name, not Ferrari. That's true. Right. And of course, you have the team staffs, the, mm-hmm. the pit crew, the technicians, the scientists behind it, the engineers, all of that. And of course, you have the drivers and yep. directors. So that comes about 58 million. Mm-hmm. Then you have production. So you have the manufacturing engine and other key components, a turbo. You need to make see because you, you need to have three, four, five different cars. And you have right? to, and then the materials you use, you need to do research in that, like carbon fiber. They found a way to be able to, when the wind hits the fiber in a particular way, it bends in a particular way, so you could get a different kind of aerodynamic advantage and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's crazy. The intricacies that they go to to get an advantage is crazy. Back in mm-hmm. the day, the most. Back in the day, you read about the most bizarre things they've done. They, they tried having six wheels in a car. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. There's another one they tried well, to have a fan in the now. back. They've done it now with the Mercedes 6x6. That's a six-wheeled machine. No, like in the Formula 1? No, not in Formula 1. I'm, I'm thinking Formula 1. They tried adding six wheels. I'll send you a link. So most of my research, most of our research came from YouTube. So I'm going to, this time, instead of having resources from like sites and like websites, like articles i want to post some youtube videos mm-hmm. and then you can fall down the rabbit hole like i did yeah. <laughs> and a lot of my knowledge from formula one comes from just pure passion yes yeah. i like cars are cars are one of the one of my my biggest passions in watching formula one i will i've always 
always watched Formula One. It, start, it started from when I had a PSP and my dad got me a Formula One game. Ooh. That's when it started. Did you know there's also Formula One esports? Yeah. I will talk about that too. So next up is operations. Now this, it might, so when you look on TV, you watch Formula One races, it's like, oh, the pit crew's there. They have their stuff. Everything's cool. Yeah. Behind the scenes, the logistics that goes behind getting the stuff from one race mm-hmm. to another, the entertainment of different sponsors, the fre- uh, the freight trains and trucks and boats, the IT and tech, factory professionals, the fuel, it averages about fifty million a year. That's a season. That's crazy. Now it's it's interesting that all the head offices from Formula One are all in the are all actually around Silverstone. They're in Europe. Yes, they're in Silverstone. Even even uh, they were before. I think the the season there was uh, there was an American team. There was a uh, Force India. Their main headquarters were in US and in India, but they had offices in the UK. You need to, or, uh, but a lot of the Formula One team's offices are in fact in the UK. Yeah. They are in the UK and that's where, all, and actually if you think about it, most of the tracks around the world are in Europe. Yeah, there's right? a huge there European two, like, There are two tracks in Italy, there's one in Spain, Portugal, the UK, Germany, Austria. Austria. Yep. So many. And so when the races are within Europe, it's very easy because mm-hmm. you can just use trucks yep. and they're very cheap. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to internet, and that's why also the reason why most, most of the time the races are every other week or once a month. Mm-hmm. But in times when they're back-to-back weeks, you have literally three days, like the, from the moment the race ends, ends until Thursday the next week. That's the amount of time you have in between unpacking everything you have, yep. pack, shipping it off, Yep. Picking how you're gonna ship it. Are you gonna fly it over? Are you gonna use a, a ship? ship? And then from there, can't then, trust then you, the Suez Canal anymore. <laughs> can't trust the Suez Canal anymore. Oh man, the evergreen. And then you get there, and then you have to unpack. And even then, they're like rules. So, so first of all, what they do is when they have multiple international, uh, like destinations to go to, they have like four different ships that mm. ship the stuff. Yep. So then they go to one place and it goes to a second track. Mm-hmm. Then they go to, for example, China and then it goes, it goes to Japan. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like the logistics, they, they start like months in advance yeah. planning all that. Yeah. And then, but yeah, lastly, like there's like a system. So the moment you cannot start unpacking your stuff until all the team stuff has been unpacked. Yep. The FIA, for example, has a cargo ship, a mm-hmm. uh, cargo plane that goes and they have to, the teams have to pay to get a spot. And then they go there and then they can't, they have like, a day to like do like the main stuff. They even build like their own like offices. Like Red Bull created like they ship like a three story office building, which has its own kitchen and full supplies. You need to, you need to, because you have so much staff, you have so much research. Everybody needs to be working at their optimal, right? Yeah. You need everybody to be doing the best that they can in the time frame that you have, because yeah. you don't have much time. And with Formula One, there cannot be mistakes. If you if there are mistakes, it causes you to lose millions, millions, even. And like, at worst case scenario, even a life. Even a life. Even more, more than a life. More Maybe even life. both your drivers can just be. Yeah. And that's or like, or just a, or you just lose a race. Not even. It could be. It could be so much. So there, much there's more. so much problems. But like, with everything, there's risks and rewards, right? And we've studied that. With they've studied that with economics, we try to hedge our risks the way we do with stocks, the way we do with other things. We try to hedge our risks. I think Formula One also tries to hedge its risks as well by putting in so much money behind the drivers and the insurances, the way they build the car so that the car, when it hit, when it, when it hits on, on impact, it crumples in such a way that the car does not kill the driver. Yeah. Or, they have and the, the drivers, now. exactly. Yeah. And the drivers, you, the thing, the thing that they put here, yeah, that's, that's, that's like a neck pillow in a way. Yeah. Right. To make sure, because 
when you're turning, right, you you go from you go from one turn that's I don't know four G's, and then you go to the and you go straight to the other side that's at four G's. Your body can't handle your neck will snap at that. Not rate. just that, like drivers go through neck training. They have a lot. Have of you seen every how day. wide their necks are? Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen a. So I watched a Lando Norris's vlog, and he was he does neck training like every other day. So he does like 30 k biking. Yep. Um, he does a lot of swimming, and then he does a lot of like. A little weight training, but mm-hmm. it's more centered around like functionality yeah. and his neck training. Like abs and stuff. And neck training. And neck training can go up to seven, eight Gs. Mm-hmm. And then the real race is like five, six Gs. So like they're well prepared to take that kind yeah. of hit. And see, because it's like seven, eight Gs at, you know, for a period of time. Now we're talking about five to six Gs over 50 laps. Yeah, that takes a toll. That's endurance. That's three kilos even that's the, three kilos. And think about yeah, and think about like how much weight. I mean, how much the car takes too mm-hmm. in terms of damage, the wear and tear, the wear and tear of the car, the tire. So, but yeah, back to this whole idea of of revenue. So yeah, so that was costs. We looked at R and D, salaries, production, operations. Now let's look at revenue sources. So let's okay. Let I'm gonna skip the first one. FYM payments. Let's go to sponsors. Sponsors mm-hmm. we discussed before, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's like you make a deal with a sponsor, they tell you what they want you to do. Yeah. Um, it depends on your reputation, the driver's mm-hmm. reputation, how, how well your team is doing. Because if your team is doing well, you're going to be more on TV. Yeah. So you're going to get better sponsorships. Your sponsorships deals. with, it could be with like, well, I don't, like I don't think Formula One has the same thing that we, that we spoke. Like uh, Formula One will pro- has its own TV, TV online system. Yeah. Like a lot of sports, sports do. Uh, but even in terms of like who they who they uh, display the sport to, like who they broadcast it to. Yeah. So even the broadcasting, I think, is taken care of by Formula One itself. Like I don't think teams have to take care of the broadcasting. Yeah, no, it's done on. It's not done individually. It's done as as the whole mm-hmm. throughout the whole league. But yeah. at the same time, like I mean, if you're a sponsor, would you rather be a sponsor of Haas or Mercedes mm-hmm. or Ferrari? Exactly. Right. You know that Mercedes, Ferrari, uh, Red Bull, and now even McLaren to an extent. They get the most TV time because they're in the top ten. Yeah, right. You, they're the ones who go up to the podium mm-hmm. when they win. Yeah, and when you when you as a viewer and you see a sponsor, someone sponsoring a winner. Yeah, you want to. You spon- want that, right? Exactly. You want to sponsor that. Exactly. So of course it's gonna be more expensive there. So of course mm-hmm. teams, it depends on teams to teams, but more yeah. often than not, the better teams, the more winning teams, get better deals. So moving on, next is of course investments. Mm-hmm. So this can either come from parent companies, shareholders. <coughs> it depends on the team. Yeah. And this is where, like, this is a quarter of their revenue. And this is where the difference in the cars come in. Like, the difference in resources that each team has and the discrepancies. So it's, based on, it's, a, it's a lot based on the revenue. It's a lot based on the manufacturer as well. Um, but more often than not, it's just the wealth of the person owning it, the yeah. owners. And, at the, like, we can compare here. So, for example, 2018 Mercedes, they got $80 million from their... Investors. Sponsors, yeah. Investors, Investors, not sponsors, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Racing Point, which is now, I believe, Aston Martin. Yes. Uh, Racing Point in 2018 got 20 million. 20 million. That's a 60 million dollar difference. Now, see, the thing is, I feel like, in a way, I feel like this is Mercedes' secondary team, the way Red Bull and AlphaTauri are. Um, I think that this is Mercedes' second team because... If you, if anybody, if anybody has seen the new line of Aston Martins, um, their engines are made by Mercedes. Even McLaren now, though. But McLaren is a McLaren. Like, that's McLaren is McLaren right now. Yeah, McLaren but now is... they've they this season they shifted from Renault to Mercedes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's Mercedes. Yeah, that's a game changer. So because of that, they couldn't really make big changes to their car for this yeah. season. 
um, but they were able to like they were just their task this off season was to just make sure it works with the car they have. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So basically, in, and Mercedes in one way, has the best engine. In one way, Mercedes is monopolizing Formula One. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, because it's Honda's last season. It's Honda's last season. Red so Bull. Honda is Red Bull AlphaTauri. Yeah. So Red Red Bull Max Verstappen. Honda is their engine. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there might be a new new player coming in. Maybe BMW could make a comeback. I don't know. I haven't really read about that. But who? Okay. Who's who's see. who's really who's really running Formula One? McLaren has, but McLaren is now Mercedes. In I think a way, Renault is still here. But who's Renault running with? AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri is Honda. Uh no. Which team is Fernando Alonso in? He's racing for Alpine. Alpine. Alpine is Renault. Alpine is Renault. Haas is Ferrari. Haas is Ferrari. Yeah. Williams is... Is Mercedes. Mercedes. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mercedes got what, two teams, basically. Yeah, so this season, they got... Three McLaren. teams now. Three four, four teams. Four, so you've I mean, got Mercedes, Mercedes. You've got Williams. you got McLaren. McLaren and Alfa and, and, uh, Romeo. Sorry, not Alfa Romeo. Uh, what's its face? Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Yeah. So that's half the teams. So almost. Formula One is a monopoly. It's, it's not a monopoly. There. It's an oligopoly. It's a cartel thing. It's getting there. But at the end of the day, it's just resources. Like, so, I mean, we've gone through this. Oh, now we, we start to go through FOM payments, but that's yep. a little complicated. But basically, it's like, if you've been in Formula One, your team's been in Formula One for more than two years, you get some money. Yep. If you have, now, of course, it's also the, the ranking at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. If you're winning, you get more money. The if more you, points you have, the, the more better. points you have. Then you have the Ferrari budget, which is called, which is basically the LST, the long-standing team. Mm-hmm. And Ferrari, that's the Ferrari budget because Ferrari has been there the longest. So they yeah. earn, they get 68 million. Yeah. Then there's the Constructors' Championship bonus. So if you've been winning a lot, mm-hmm. you get more money. So Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, McLaren, because yeah. they've been winning a lot. And then there's other stuff. For example, Red Bull got 35 million for signing the Concord Agreement first. Mm-hmm. So you get a bonus. Uh, Williams has like a ten million dollar heritage bonus. Yep. Uh, Mercedes earned thirty five because they won two in a row. Mm-hmm. So these are twenty. These are twenty nineteen figures. But I mean, it's just that's like, a lot of money. There's a lot of money changing hands here in Formula One. A lot, yes. And that and but the thing is like the main main idea here is in this level in this quarter of your revenue, there's a big gap that's gonna come from it because the the winning teams are gonna keep winning because they keep getting the most money yep. and the losing teams are just gonna keep struggling. Yeah. Same thing with investors. But at the end of the day, what's funny, when I found out about this, I was actually a little shocked, but then it made sense afterwards. Every team, this is 2019 figures we're talking about because 2020 mm-hmm. COVID, it's very different. COVID, COVID has changed a lot because there's not enough viewership. There is so, issues with having like people working together. We so, had to, you have to separate people so from working financially, together. Financially, we just forget about 2020. 2019, everyone except for Mercedes, which was first in the teams, and Williams, which was last in the teams, broke even. More or less, just broke even. Mm-hmm. Mercedes made a loss. Williams made a loss. Now, what's the point then? If you're barely make, breaking even, year after year, no matter how much money, Mercedes spent about $425 million. Yeah. They spent the most. Williams spent $150. So like, and, in, and everyone else in between, all right? Uh, but yet, everyone just broke even. So they're mm-hmm. spent their fully using utilizing their resources to get the best out of they can why are they okay with breaking even this is a catch so if you're gonna go right now to go buy a car hmm. you want a mercedes why don't you 
It's a German mm. car. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> preference-wise, of course, there's a difference in preference-wise. Some people just prefer American cars. Ford used to be an f- engine in, Ferrari, in Formula One. Yeah. But like, I mean, you want to... F- I mean, when you were young, you watched Formula One, you want a Ferrari. You wanna, but, but like, and to be honest, to be honest, if you, if you think of it now, like if somebody said, hey, man, I'm going to... Like if, so, if someone went, came up to you in like a dark alley and, you were, and it was like, hey, man, do you want a Mercedes GTR? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because like, oh yeah, Hamilton, yeah. And like, because like, you know, it's 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 a very popular sport. Albeit it's a kind of a rich man sport. Not anyone, it, is, it is a rich man sport. Not anyone can just pick up yeah. like a football. No one, can, like, no one can just pick up a car and start driving. Even go-karting. It's if you want to get into go, professional go-karting, it's six figures a year. Yeah. You have to pay. You have to cough up. That's insane. But yeah, at the end of the day, these companies, these teams, they're in here. These investors are in there. Because they gain a lot of exposure. They do. I mean, I was reading a... So I was watching a video about this and I read a comment and someone said, I walked into a store once and I bought a red... I, I wanted to get an energy drink. Yeah. And it's like, I wanted a Red Bull because I know our uh, Max Verstappen drives a Red Bull. Red Bull just won the championship because Sebastian Vettel used to drive for them and he won. Yeah. I got a Red Bull. That little, that little, that makes a difference for them. That makes a difference. That, that makes exposure. a huge difference. See, because the thing is like, even even when it comes to like sport like basketball or something right and you've got yeah. these teams written on there sure everybody sees these teams but you know that basketball is you basketball is, is accessible to you yeah anyone can pick formula up one ball. is not accessible to you you know you can you can go to the store buy a basketball find a public hoop and just hoop so now now here's a question the 20 drivers that are there yeah. oh there's i actually forgot my bad another source of income for many, not all teams, some teams, especially the lower ranked teams, mm-hmm. is driver-linked income. Mm. What that is, is the driver pays money yeah. to the team so yeah. they can drive the car. Mm. For example, um, Lawrence Stroll drives yeah. for... Lance Aston, Stroll is the driver. Lance Stroll. Lawrence is the dad who yeah. owns the team. Yeah. They, he paid $30 million to the team so he could drive. Mm. Right? Uh, Mazepin. Mazepin. But anyway, <laughs> the guy who spun around in the first lap in mm. Bahrain GP, he paid. To, uh, he also paid to get again uh, to drive. So the question is: These twenty drivers are these the cream of the crop? Twenty drivers. Someone made a comparison with Formula Esports. Okay. Uh, Formula One Esports. Okay. They said now this is there are two major differences that come because of Formula One. Number yeah. one, drivers. The quality of drivers, of course, the top ranks are top rank. They're top tier. No, but okay. But I, I, secondly, okay, secondly, there's a discrepancies in car performance mm. because some teams have less money. Their cars are not up to the standard as the Mercedes and the mm-hmm. Ferraris, <clears throat> right? So now there's a big gap. So for example, this this one person he did a comparison between the time, the qualification times in normal Formula 1 and the qualification times in eSports Formula 1 where all the cars are identical it's down to driver skill the difference in the eSports was about 0.2 seconds 0.3 seconds Hmm. and the difference in Formula 1 was almost a second Mm -hmm. or just over a second and in in sports like this there's that's a huge gap see okay now as I think this it's I think it's a it's a very important question yeah but it is not a question of drivers it's it's not a question i guess of impotence if mm. you understand where i'm coming from when you play with when you when you do when you do esports right you're n- sure you have the simulator you have the screens around you yeah and machines have the ability to simulate 
somewhat what a car feels like on the road. Yeah. The feeling that you have or the 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 understanding you develop with a car and the way it grips on a certain corner at a certain speed mm. is very different in reality to how it is on esports. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. So the ability to react and cope with the with the feeling that you get from the car so knowing when to put the power and when to take your foot off the accelerator and so in the simulator it's very different but they're very close cuz now they have like they have steering motors mm-hmm. which gives you feedback mm-hmm. they have um, even in the brake pedals they mm-hmm. have some sort of feedback or like motors mm-hmm. that gives you that feel as well okay and on top of it as well um so even nowadays with the rise of VR mm-hmm. the experience is even more yep so but at the same time you do make a point that you know driver experience like when you're driving a normal car there's always that fear as well when you're driving a simulator in a simulator you don't have the fear that oh I'm going to crash I'm exactly. going to something's going to happen to you me you won't die in a you simulator you will take more risks yeah so maybe you are right in that sense but at the same time I do think they're getting very very close in that experience part of it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day a car is a car but i think okay but another po- another point that i think is important that we mention is this whole thing and i think i, I brought it up previously is formula 1 is slowly and steadily becoming this oligopoly yeah right where you have two or three very big teams that are going to lead formula 1 no matter what mm-hmm. right so the question really remains at the end is who has the biggest wallet Yeah, that's what it has been all this time, right? But now from 2022 though, they're having budget caps. So now we're looking at so now the idea is that there is 145 million dollars. It will change every, every season, but I think that there's a cap. And I think that's going to bring I think that that will level the playing field just a little bit for mm. the bigger teams. Not immediately, I feel like it's going to take time cuz like so Formula 1 is not a spec series. A spec series meaning is all the cars and all the technology is on the same footing, on equal footing. It is not. It is not. So, I feel like they are trying to make an attempt to at least just even out a little bit so driver skills are more into play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying they're not into play right now. Mm-hmm. They are, but there are levels to it. You have the top pack that's yep. trying to win races, then you have the middle pack that's just trying to gain points in top 10. Mm-hmm. and you have the far backpack that's just trying to gain experience right and but the i think and then there's and there's two sides to this whole thing like the idea that you're going to say that it takes a long time to actually get there yes because now you've you've got companies at the top who've already put so much money and time and research into these engines so if you're going to give them 145 million dollars what else are you going to do like how much more research can you put into an engine once you've put in already so much money well i mean that's where the that's what happens when regulations change they will have to do it again they will have to do it again they would they will have to start researching again and maybe even start from scratch cuz maybe what they were doing was maybe illegal in the mm-hmm. next regulation change and the way formula 1 works is you don't really like every year you can't copy someone else's car they have so this year starting this year they made a new uh, like a stronger rule on copycats mm-hmm. ever since they had that pink mercedes or the green yep. mercedes so like other teams like copying like mercedes, mercedes for example, basically yeah. mercedes because they had the top tier technological adva- advancement so now it's like you cannot you're not allowed to you can take inspiration from other teams but you can't take a picture of it mm-hmm. you can't use technology that will 3d print like like create a diagram of mm-hmm. it you can't use any form of scanning or like taking a picture of the car you're not allowed to do it mm-hmm. but if you know what they're doing and you can get inspired and make it your own that's a lot 
Yeah, but like there's a fine line. They've there's created, a, there's a they've very made a fine line now. Yeah. Like you cannot and it's, copy. It is it's it's very difficult because every person has their own inspiration, right? So yeah. now with 145 million dollars, you've you're limiting the amount of inspiration that you can put into a car, which levels the playing field. But on the other hand, if you've got these top, if you've got the big dogs, yeah, right, the big dogs will find means and ways to ensure that the lower level teams aren't performing to the level of big dogs because right now the lower level teams aren't independent. There's only, I think there's only one independent team and that is Alfa Romeo. Was it Alfa Romeo or was it Williams? No. It's Alfa, I think it's Williams. I mean, no? as in who owns, like who, who does their own engine? Oh, oh yeah, true. Wait, Alfa Romeo is Ferrari. No, Alfa Romeo is Ferrari. So essentially there, there aren't really any teams that but are... Like, yeah, they don't do their own engines but they still have to fine tune it for, their, for themselves. But I, I mean, I mean to, to the idea that like there is no one team that is just its own team. Like they're all the teams are everything from scratch, right? Yeah. So the idea is that these smaller teams will probably never even make it up to the big level, just because their top tier teams will not let them. So AlphaTauri will never come and win from Red Bull because Red Bull won't let them because as soon as the driver gets good enough, they'll switch them into Red Bull, right? Yeah. Mercedes is going to do the same thing with Williams. So it maybe, well. I do disagree with you at the point that there's no space for inspiration. I feel like there's more of a chance for innovation and stuff because mm-hmm. now I feel like the the focus will go away from like, okay, we need to spend as much as money as we can and get mm-hmm. all the top tier quality stuff that we can get to now like, okay, what can we do with what we have, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's, there might be more space for innovation because like aerodynamics and designing the car itself little changes can come can shave off like half a second of your car yeah so i feel like that's gonna come into play a lot more now Mm -hmm. although it already is but they're already maximizing everything they have but i feel like they're gonna focus more on now just like the build of the car not just the engine because i feel like i would say it's easy the engine takes about most of the Mm. of the i think it's engine and gearbox engine gearbox takes the majority of the investment Mm -hmm. so i think it's still gonna be the same cut off that okay most of the money is going to go there but now they are going to get they're going to get a little creative with the design mm-hmm. i think that's still the possibility and when it comes down to the subsidiary cars um i don't know i feel like maybe they could i mean what's a solution to that like maybe just create a whole different league for subsidiaries for like a like a formula one a i think i think in a way it's more like just additional revenue yeah because now if you think about it okay uh, let's let's put let's put it this way, mm. AlphaTauri and uh, Red Bull. Mm. Red Bull gets 145 million. Mm. AlphaTauri gets 145 million cap. Combine now it together. You merge it. Yeah. So now Red Bull says, "Well, hey, I'm going to use 200 million dollars, right? Out of which 145 million dollars was for the Red Bull team that they used up. AlphaTauri has 145 million dollars, and that they and so they use the remainder." Hmm. 145 minus, well, 200, 200 million minus oh, wait, 145 million. Is it really, I mean, it's their subsidy. Okay, I know. It's their right. subsidiary it team, is. right? It's their second team. So they, the still, so they still run the same, right? So now is it the case for all the teams or is it just some team just take their engine like McLaren? They just make a deal. Okay, we'll take your engine. Yeah, they do take that. They do make the deal to take the engine. But I'm talking about, but see, McLe- we can still consider McLaren a top level team. I'm yeah. talking about the smaller teams. So like I'm talking about Alpine, AlphaTauri, oh, Haas, the, those the, types of things, right? Yeah, and they are, yeah, like AlphaTauri for sure is a subsidiary team, yeah. right? Okay. So the idea is that they'll use some of the money from the subsidiary team and put it into the top team research, mm. right? To make sure that the top, because they want to make the top team the top. Yeah. Because that's what the sponsors want. 
Yeah. Okay, and that's what the investors want, mm-hmm. right? Red Bull will put will make sure that Red Bull comes out on top. Mercedes and Petronas will make sure that they are out on top. Having yeah, and having a having a second team in the in, in Formula One gives you an advantage because now you have more to play with. Exactly. And like you have a really good driver, or you have like a technological breakthrough in mm-hmm. one team, you could just send it over to the next exactly. team. Exactly. Like you want to just make both teams really good then eventually. Money. If both teams are really good, you won't make as much money as if one team is super amazing. Yeah, that's true. You make a good point. Right? Mm-hmm. And that is Formula One. So Formula One is a beautiful sport, but Formula One is an oligopoly. Yeah, there are flaws. There are a lot of flaws in Formula One. A lot one. of flaws. But you know, it's very entertaining. It is very entertaining. And even though some teams spend over $400 million, some teams spend 150 there is still a lot of innovation that's there. Why do I feel like Formula One is like current governments? Uh, that's not good at politics. <laughs> politics <laughs> is not a good idea. Not right now, at least. We need to do our research. Hmm. But I think that there is still, because of the way the regulations are set up mm-hmm. and the way they are the, require the safety requirements and all that it is, yep. there is still a lot of space for technological and advancements, advancements yeah. and innovations and even just down to driver and skills. And it could also be that at certain points artificial intelligence comes into play as well. Yeah. Um, but I feel like not they, too, they're going to try. They are starting artific- uh, AI, AI controlled racing as well. I don't think it would be through like through the driver's driving but it would be more through understanding and analyzing what's going on with the car and the sensors and how to best optimize the car modify the car or yeah. optimize the car optimize to be able to get the best performance I feel power like if delivery. you do anything more than that it defeats the purpose it defeats the purpose because the driver is an integral part it's the one half right it's the driver and the car yeah and like fans watch it okay for the car yeah for the car but, but really it's for the driver really, it's we, the stories of the driver really we don't too. really think about Mercedes we think about Lewis Hamilton like the stories now it's Sir Sir Lewis Hamilton by the way ah. he's been knighted but yeah, like now we look, because of course that's the human aspect of the sport and that's why a lot of people love the sports because it gives you that, you know. At the same time though, it's it's too, it's pay to play. Like there are so many talented drivers out there. Go to Pakistan, bro. <laughs> Man, I had this one driver uh, for Kareem, you know, like Uber in Pakistan, it's Kareem. I mean, there's Uber as well, but I was using Kareem. And that guy, man, he was, he was just probably one of the scariest drives I've had. But he turned a 20-minute route into 10 minutes. Like, and the way he did it, I could t- like he tried. I had to give him a tip. I gave him a tip. I mean, I was scared for my life, but that's what I mean. My my point is that there are lots of there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent, yeah. And they but do not have the I, means. But I think backing. that's the same thing in football as well. Like, look at look at like I don't want to bring this up, but just look at the racial diversity or lack thereof in the sport. In yeah. Right, right. It's it's very European. It's very European. It's a very European sport. I mean, a few Brazilians, but they probably have backing from certain teams, or they come up to the ranks of like the the drive. The I feel like in the future they're probably gonna have to work for that. So what I feel like what they can do, or this is my idea of what I would do: Formula One University, and you pick your streams. You want to be an engineer? I mean, it could be like after university or after high school, mm. depending on how it is. But you could create, you could have a whole university I before think, the sport. I think that exists. The biggest training school for Formula One is run by Ferrari. And yes. It's a very big school. And a lot of people who graduate from that school end up going into Formula One. But they'll go into different teams. So they can go as engineers. They can go as 
accountants, drivers, whatever, right? But, but they like go they, through that training process. But they need to make it more accessible. And then that way, like, if you perform really well, you can get, like, a quote-unquote scholarship. Mm. If you want to go into the driving stream, you can get a scholarship. I mean, of course, you can pay. Yeah. They, the, the amounts can be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you pay six figures for go-karting. You could keep that, but you could give scholarships to the people who you feel, on based on merit, mm. have the talent needed to get into the, but, into the industry. But even with that, I think there's obvious, there's that cost involved. There's the cost involved of the car. Yeah. And the research. And I think that's expensive. And that's what makes Formula One so expensive. Is not the, it's, it's not really the driver, but it's more of the research and development. So you pay for all of that. So that's the thing. So now that's the, that's, that's the, you know how in, also when we talk about Manchester United, we had that little disconnect between the business mm-hmm. and the people and the fans. It's the same story here right now. Like I'm talking as a perspective of a fan, what do I want to see? Is I want to see better quality. I want to see a more level playing field. How can I do that? Number one, yeah, maybe a budget cap can help. Like how maybe. they do in the NBA, they do it in the NFL. But maybe it won't help. But, and, but maybe that's, that's the whole spirit of Formula One. Like the, the, the how spirit- much are you willing to give in order to succeed? Exactly. Like it's, 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 this, it's a very, very strong example of survival of the fittest. But it's also a big example of how income inequality works. That is also very true. Right. And like, so survival of the fittest is income inequality. And even if you look at the way the money is given out to people, the winners mm-hmm. get more. Yeah. And the winners will keep winning. They keep getting more. That's true. So the inequality has been there for years and years and years. Ferrari gets 68 million just for being there. And just that's, for being there that's, that's really just, that's, and that so, is Formula One. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I'm still going to watch it. It's a great, it's, it's great. It's, it's really fun it's to so watch. It's so intense. It is and so intense very to intense watch. And there's a lot of talent. And don't get me wrong. There's the top tier talents, the top five racers, top tier talents, top 10 racers even, top very tier crazy, talents. Very crazy stuff. And the, like the top five cars, top mm-hmm. 10 cars, they're all great. They all yeah. have, I mean, of course, skill, hard work, mm-hmm. and a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Any car can actually win it. That's Almost true. any car. That's true. So there's always that chance. So yeah. Formula One. Formula One. Hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I, I uh, surely did. That was that I was did. Nice. Yeah. I did too. I did too. I love talking about cars. I love talking about Formula One. Formula One is it's a passion. Yeah. I think we we can keep doing the sports route. The sports route is nice. It's I think nice. people I think people might also like the sports route as well. Yeah. So yeah. That's it for today. Hope Thank you, you everyone enjoyed. for tuning in. And I hope you guys like our new stands. Yeah. Our setup. Drop us a like. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Ha, ha, ha.